0: Welcome to the Living With Less podcast. I'm your host, Chelsea DeMattis, and I'll be bringing you weekly episodes to encourage and invite you along on this journey of living with less of the things getting in the way of our relationship with Christ. Here's today's episode. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Living With Less podcast. I am so excited you're here. I am so excited to be back after 4 weeks of just feeling like the lord called me to take i guess a short little sabbatical to just spend time with him so the last 4 weeks were all interviews that had been pre-recorded with just some really wonderful women and so i hope that you got a chance to hear those and i'm just i don't know i've i've missed getting to be here and you know talking with you guys and sharing with you guys the things that it, just kind of go on every single week in my life. But I really felt the Lord make it very clear to me that I needed to truly just spend time with Him um, and sit and just take notes with Him and not have to put them anywhere and just really soak up time, kind of falling in love with Him all over again. And one of the things that I really felt God kind of pierced my heart with over these four weeks was something our pastor had said. And he mentioned that when he was in his very early years of um, serving the Lord and his early years of being saved, he felt like God really spoke to him at one point and said, I don't want you to just serve me. I want you to know me. And I think Even if you are not serving as in like having this ministry or having, you know, being a speaker or a writer or whatever it is, like even if your ministry is just raising your kids or going into the workplace and trying to be a light in this world, I think we can get to a place where we just are serving so much that we kind of forget why we're serving and why God has truly called us to serve. And I feel like he just really pierced my heart with That story my pastor gave. And so I just really spent these four weeks just knowing the Lord again and knowing why I serve him. And that's why this week's episode is titled, Keep Your Eyes on Jesus. And I just want to share some of the things that God really pointed out to me through these four weeks. And I'm probably going to be talking about what all went on over this month period of just truly sitting with Jesus and. That'll take, you know, several episodes to talk about. So it's not all going to be today. But when I was really thinking about when God called me to spend these four weeks with him, you know, he wanted me to know him in a deeper way and go to the hard places in the Bible. And I felt him, you know, call me to know Moses's story and read the book of Exodus and read Leviticus and in reading through those You know, I saw so many things in there that I can see in myself and see how I can doubt God and doubt his goodness and get in the way of what he's trying to do because I just don't know how he could possibly use me or I think that is going to be too impossible to do. And so God had really pointed out some things to me like that. But probably the biggest thing for me that he showed me was... If I don't fix my eyes on him, if I don't continue to know why I'm serving him and know why he calls us to serve, then I'm going to miss stuff. I'm going to miss the good, meaty, hard, loving things that he's trying to teach me. And when I was praying over this about just sharing about this and, you know, talking about keeping our eyes on Jesus, I kept thinking about um, the vine and the branches and that's in John 15 so I'm gonna read um, John fifteen four through seven. If I could give just a little nudge, I would read all of John fifteen. The book of John is just a beautiful book of the Bible, but John fifteen is really good, and I felt really um, it gives a lot of clarity to keeping our eyes on Him and keeping our eyes on Jesus and our hearts clinging to Jesus. So verse four. thrown into the fire and burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. I want to point out in verse seven, because some people can grab onto verse seven and kind of twist and pervert that into making um, Jesus and our heavenly father into a genie. And that is not what that is talking about. Um, I just want to point that out that way. You don't get tripped up on that when you hear that. Um, but you know, the Lord is showing us and Jesus is sitting here saying this, like, if you are not abiding in me and you read what happens to the branches, they will be thrown away like a branch and withers and the branches are gathered and thrown into the fire. And that's literally saying, if anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away. And so I I read that and... I was thinking about, you know, four weeks ago when God called me into kind of that hard place and I felt somewhat like I was walking in the desert. Um, It was just a very weird four weeks with my faith and I did not like it. It felt so uncomfortable and I'm thankful because I know that's the Holy Spirit working and pruning and doing all of that. But I realized like God continued to speak to my heart, not audibly, but to my heart, like keep going don't give up, just keep going, just keep going. That's like kind of the phrase that was over and over and over again. And I felt him just totally confirmed to me. And I hope that this encourages you in just a deep, deep way that over these four weeks, if I would not have been clinging to Jesus and literally fixing my eyes on him and fixing my eyes on the truth of God's word, and fixing my eyes on what I know to be true of him. That I've seen the heart change in my own life. If I did not have my eyes fixed on him. I It scares me to know. What would have happened four weeks ago. When I started feeling what I was feeling. Because sometimes we can find ourselves. And I have done this before. A couple of years ago I remember specifically. I was just in a dry season. And I didn't purposefully do this. but um, Or I didn't purposefully do this choice that I had made but I kind of just closed up my bible and I put it on a the bookshelf it went I mean it sat there for months and months and months and I didn't open it up it's like I was in a place where I was too dry and I was too afraid or I was too worried to get into God's word so I put it on the bookshelf and I let it sit there and four weeks ago when God put this on my heart and he kept saying to me on my heart, go to hard places. Just keep showing up. Just keep doing it. I'm going to come through. I'm going to bring you out to the other side of this, Chelsea, and you're going to see it. You might not see it right away, but you're going to see why. Just keep showing up for me. And I did. And I don't. I say that with zero pride in my heart because the place I was in, where my flesh was at... Um, It would have been much easier to just close up my Bible and say, not right now, don't feel equipped, feel too dry, you know, whatever. But I felt him keep saying to me, just show up. And so I would show up and I would, you know, read Exodus, which is so wordy and the, you know, and then you get into Leviticus and you're like, oh my gosh, this is just a lot of repetitive details. But God showed me amazing Things throughout those books of the Bible. And he showed me in the story of Moses just really incredible things about the character of God and how flawed we are as humans. And that even if God chooses you and appoints you and calls you, um, He is still the one doing the good work in you. And, you know, Moses made that small mistake, a small mistake where pride, you know, crept in his heart and he kind of took his doings as his doings and not the Lord's doings. Um and God punished him for that. You know, Moses did not get to go into the promised land. And I could see in my own life that there have been times within ministry and within things where I felt like I did something because I was really good or I chose to do this or I picked to do this and it went really, really well and it took off and it did great. And I know the Lord is sitting there thinking, Chelsea, you didn't do that. I did that. I did that through you. And he wants to show us like he does these amazing things through us that he loves us so much that he wants to do his works in and through us and partner with us. Like we get to partner with God, the God who created us, the God who breathed all life into existence, loves us so much to where he wants to say, Chelsea, if you trust me, I want to do this through you. I want you to get to see how good I am. I want you to get to see how trustworthy I am. And not only that, Chelsea, but I want to get to partner. I want to call you as my partner and do something in and through you So that way you can go be the hands and feet of Jesus to somebody else and encourage them where they're at in their faith or be maybe the first time someone's ever approached them in the name of Jesus. Like God wants to do that with us. And here we can find ourselves in these place of dry seasons or pride filled hearts where we just want the credit. We want to take the credit and say, we did a good thing. And God says, no, I did a good thing in and through you. And when I've sat with this for these last four weeks thinking, God wants to do a good thing in and through me, like really sit and think about those words in and through. He wants to pour into me so I can pour out to somebody else. The world doesn't tell us to do that. The world says, fill me. Do what makes me happy. I want to do what makes the best thing happen. I want to do what gets me all the praise. I want to do what makes me look like the anointed one and what makes me look like, you know, the best at whatever you do. And God is like, no, do what I want you to do so I can work in and through you. And I've just seen God do. The coolest things over the last four weeks, we had someone very close to us. If you saw my Instagram stories this weekend, we had someone very, very close to us, um, which I've thought about maybe even bringing them on to share their story, but they got saved over these last four weeks. It was so incredible. It was through an invitation. We invited them to church for our child's dedication. One invitation And to sit there and think that I can order my own steps is just foolish. I invited them because my child was getting dedicated. God invited them because he was going to save them. And I hope that you guys hear that and you realize, oh my goodness. We are so not in charge of our steps. We can't plan things like that. There was no way when I invited that person two months ago and said, Hey, I really want you to come to church with us. Our son's getting dedicated. I did not know what our pastor was going to talk about. I did not know what was going to take place, but the Lord did and the Lord saved somebody. And it just, that was probably one of the highlights of the last four weeks for me. And God just so displayed for me that he is doing these good, good things that I could never comprehend or imagine. I could never plan them if I tried. We are so weak and feeble and fragile as human beings. You know, we mess up, we get in the way of things, we try and make things happen when it's not time. You know, With that child dedication, I I have to point this out because this is where we see God move in such an incredible way. We've been trying to get Cam dedicated for the last two years. And something random would always come up or we'd be out of town or some of our family wouldn't be able to be there. And I have been kind of bitter and irritated about it. I've been like, why is this never happening? Why does this not keep working out? So finally, here's the time. We're finally getting Cam dedicated. And then I found out the weekend after about this person getting saved. And it just showed me That's why Cam couldn't get dedicated two years ago, and that's why Cam couldn't get dedicated 18 months ago or five months ago, because that person's heart wasn't in the right place to hear that message, to claim Christ as their Lord and Savior. God needed him to be there two years Two years of trying to get Cam dedicated, God needed that person to be there that day to hear that message, to accept him. And that was just one of the most amazing things to me. It made, it makes sense why it kept not working out and why when things keep not working out, I think sometimes we need to lean a little bit more into that. And instead of going, God, why are you not letting this work out? I need to start saying, okay, God, I know you're moving in that and I'm going to trust you in that and I'm going to trust your timing. I might keep asking if it's time for this to happen, but when you give clarification that it's not, I'm going to be okay with that because your plans are better than my plans could ever be. You have ordained my steps. You have ordained all the days of everybody's life. And I need to open my hands up and I need to hold my plans a little more loosely. And God made that very, very clear for me during these four weeks. I want to also talk about just why we can find ourselves in a place of not keeping our eyes on Jesus. Like what keeps my eyes off of him? And distractions keep our eyes off of him and that can even be good things sometimes we can get so busy with good things that we end up distracted by what he really wants to you know give us and share with us and I think that was kind of where I was at when he was asking me to take these four weeks to just really sit with him and get to know him on a deeper deeper level was you know doing this podcast and writing and all of that it has been such an incredible thing and so incredible for my faith and my relationship with the lord but i think i started getting in the place where i was just serving him so much so much so much that i wasn't sitting down and and connecting with him on that deeper level that my soul truly needed and so i was getting distracted by good things um you know recording and writing and you know, emailing with people for guest things and all of that. And God really showed me that good things can be a distraction and that he's going to call me away from the good things because he is too good for me to be distracted by them. Another thing that can trip us up is our sin nature. And we all know we are all ridden with sin. Um, Some sins might feel worse than other ones, but I know I have a particular sin nature. You have a particular sin nature. You have certain things that just kind of just pull you away and you can slip into them and it can be a really slow thing. There's a song out there called Slow Fade and that just kind of popped into my head with that, but it can just be kind of a slow fade into a sinful pattern, um, whether that be an eating issue or whether that be, you know, an addiction issue or whether that be um, you know sexual sins things like that like there can be these slow fade sins where it just starts as like a fleeting thought and then they just kind of snowball and that's what sin does it snowballs and it gets bigger and bigger and bigger and then it just gets to the place where we feel like what just happened how did we get here and so I think we have to be on guard for that sin nature and we've got to see like okay Instead of us only noticing it when we get to that place where we're like, oh my gosh, what just happened? How did my life get here? We need to think back and ask the Lord to really reveal to us, okay, God, where was the moment? Where was the moment that the thought crept in and then that thought turned into an action and that action turned into full blown, you know, in over our heads filled with sin. Um, That was something that the Lord did show me also in these four weeks was I was actually just sitting in church and my wandering mind, honestly, is probably one of my biggest sin issues and allowing it to get ahead of itself and not holding my thoughts captive before the Lord. And so I'm sitting there in church and our pastor's preaching on the book of Judges, which I now know and feel total confirmation that God called me to the Old Testament because he needed me to understand things in a different way. But I'm sitting there, and our pastor's preaching on the book of Judges, and I just kind of started reading ahead. I was listening, but I was reading ahead. And I just came across this story, and I was like, wow, that is really unusual. And I, didn't, I felt like I wasn't thinking anything else of it. And literally, that split-second decision to think that way to, to think something was just so unusual. And it just sparked my curiosity. The enemy totally got a foothold there and started running wild with my mind. And the Lord showed me and has shown me over these four weeks. And he's shown me this several times, you know, in the course of the last eight years that I've known him and, you know, claimed him as my Lord and savior. But my sin nature, it starts snowballing with thoughts and questions and doubts and worries and fears. And it's all the negative things. It's sometimes when my thoughts can get going, sometimes I will take them captive. But honestly, more than not, my mind just like goes. And it's when it gets to the worst place possible. And I'm like, how did I get here? But God has revealed to me over these four weeks that that little thought, that split second decision to go, Wow, that's unusual. Instead of marking it and going up and asking my pastor about it right after service. Or marking it and calling up one of my mentors and saying, Hey, can you walk me through this verse? I didn't do that. I read it and I let my mind go. And so that's just an example of a sin nature of kind of what started this whole entire thing for me four weeks ago. And everyone's is different. So I just challenge you to ask the Lord God, where does my sin nature start? And help me see that red flag when it kicks off because I need to know, we need to know where it starts and how we can stop that and how we can hold it captive before the Lord. And then the last thing that I wanted to talk about was the spiritual attacks, the attacks from the enemy And Satan wants nothing more than to get our eyes off of Jesus. That is his ultimate goal. If he can't kill you, if he can't um, destroy your family, then he wants to steal your faith in God. That's what he wants to do. Um, I actually called up. No, I didn't even call her. I went to her house. I went to one of my mentor's houses and I said, so basically... If the Lord doesn't call me home, like Satan's just going to continue attacking me. And she said, yes, he will. It comes in seasons, but he will. He does not want you to have a deep rooted faith with the Lord. And guys, so I just pray for myself over myself and over all of you, um, that you will understand that the attacks of the enemy don't look like the same thing for every single person. The attacks that I deal with probably are not exactly the way the attacks look like in your life. But the enemy is attacking you. If you are following Jesus and you are pursuing Christ-likeness, he is attacking you. Um, He is going to do things to trip you up and deceive you and distract you. And I can just tell you from many years now, I feel like spiritual warfare is something that I have just dealt with pretty relentlessly over the last eight years. And I have told Satan before, you know what? I'd rather you pick on me than pick on anyone else in my family. Um, I know whose I am and I will cling to that. But when those attacks come and when you feel those attacks on yourself or on someone in your family, we've got to start calling it out immediately. Don't just say, oh, wow, I'm feeling, you know, the enemy attack me. no, Follow that thought right up with speaking out loud in Jesus' name that you rebuke the enemy. The enemy will not stand on the solid ground that God has put you upon. Um, you know, your mind is not fertile ground for the enemy. Your mind is soil, rich soil for the Lord, for the seeds that He wants to sow in and through you. And so as you find yourself, you know, in a season where you're like, ah, oh, Lord. Like, I'm feeling tripped up, and I'm feeling, you know, beaten down by the enemy. The Lord just wants you to fix your eyes on him. It is in, I'm going to be flipping in my Bible, so excuse the flipping. Um, but it is in Second Chronicles. Um, I think it's 2012. But he, um, Jehoshaphat says, For we are powerless against this great horde coming against us. For we do not know what to do, but we will keep our eyes fixed on you. And guys, that verse, like when we feel Satan um, on our heels and coming at us, that is what we have to start clinging to. Like that verse, that is one of those verses where I'm like, okay, every single time I feel the enemy coming at me, this is what I have to say immediately. Lord, I feel powerless against this great horde coming against me for I do not know what to do, but I will keep my eyes fixed on you. It is one of the most um, beautiful verses in the entire Bible. And I just love it so much. Okay, so it's 2 Chronicles twenty twelve. 12. Um, For we are powerless against this great horde coming against us. We do not know what to do, but our eyes are on you. Guys, if we fix our eyes on Jesus, if our eyes are fixed there, know that will not keep the enemy from attacking us, but that will keep our minds set on the things above it will keep our minds and our gaze on the lord trusting him that he will take care of this evil of this um awful thing coming against us the lord will take care of that we just have to cling to him and i felt the lord working in that and honestly this verse came to life and in my life over these last four weeks when i sat there i was like okay lord i will show up for you And he kept showing up, guys. He did this. He came through because I am powerless. I'm a human being. I am fallen, but the Lord is not. He is matchless. Nothing can come up against him. And so when I might be powerless, God is matchless and he has got it. And so I am just clinging to him through it and he will bring us through to the other side. And we'll get to see it. It might not be immediately seeing something, but we will get to see it and we will understand it. And it may not even be on earth's side. It may be when we get to heaven, when the Lord looks at you and he says, well done, my good and faithful servant. You showed up. You trusted me. You know, I just think, oh, well done. Those are just the words I crave to hear from him. And we hear those words. We will hear those words because Christ is our Lord and Savior. And we kept showing up when things got hard. And we did not fall into the deceptive trap of the enemy. We just got to keep showing up and doing these things that the Lord's calling us. And most of the time, the Lord is just calling us to sit with him and to learn his voice, and to spend time with him, and truly understand who the God is that we serve on a deep, deep level. So I am just, again, like I said, I'm so excited to be back talking with you guys. I've missed you, and I have been excited and expectant of the things that God has for the rest of the year and going into 2020, and so I just... I love you guys. I'm so happy to be back here and I pray that this message just met you in a really tender way and that you understand whose you are and that God calls you um, into a relationship with him that is unlike anything else. So I just hope you guys have a great week this week and I will talk to you next Wednesday. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode. You can find everything we talked about at chelseadematis.com. If you have any questions, please reach out over social media. I'd love to chat. If you enjoyed today's episode and are loving the podcast, I would be so honored if you left a review on iTunes or shared on social media. Your kind words and encouragement mean the world to me. And I pray to continue showing you God's grace over my life as you all journey this out with me. Wherever you find yourself listening today, know that you are fully loved and fully known by God. Over social media, I'd love to chat. If you enjoyed today's episode and are loving the podcast, I would be so honored if you left a review on iTunes or shared on social media. Your kind words and encouragement mean the world to me, and I pray to continue showing you God's grace over my life as you all journey this out with me. Wherever you find yourself listening today, know that you were fully loved and fully known by God.